Now, I am super excited to welcome episode 10 onto the podcast, uh, introducing the bro Lucky Diamond Rich. Now, as soon as I heard that the world's most tattooed man was coming to town, you know I had to get to sit down with him. I had no idea where our conversation was going to go. Um, you might have heard through a lot of my podcast episodes where conversations with people I don't actually do much research because I like to take it from a fresh perspective. I know a lot about them coming into the conversation, but I don't go actively looking for anything. Uh, and this one, I'm glad I didn't because I was pleasantly surprised. He even said afterwards that a lot of the things we talked about, he hadn't talked with anyone. And listen in to after this as well, you're going to have chances to win a double pass to head along to the 2019 uh, New Zealand Tattoo and Arts Festival just by paying attention and then a simple task to do afterwards. But here it is. I'm excited for this one. The bro talks a lot about his journey with addiction, how his tattooing all started and what the life of a gypsy working in the circus is like. So here it is, Best Side, episode 10. It is Lucky Diamond Rich. I'm a living example of, of, uh, of my teachings, man. And, and um, yeah, there's no point trying to be a, a living example of someone else's teachings. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You know, like, that's all. That's all I've got. You know. So where are you from <laughs> and stuff, bro? Like, where'd you grow up and all that sort uh, of thing? I, I was born in Auckland. Oh yeah. I grew up in Brisbane, Australia. My parents are Australian, so in theory, I was, I was born here. So that technically made me a New Zealander. Yep. But, but, um, but I'm Australian because um, you know my parents are Australian. I grew up grew Australian. Up yeah. So and I'm I'm Australian citizen. So. Have yeah. you always felt like a bit of a connection to here, though? Yeah, of course, mate. Yeah, of course. You can kind I mean, of tell like the way you speak to people. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's not it's, it's my country of birth, so you know, like <laughs> I got shit about it when I was at school, so you know, I might as well fucking <laughs> might as well fucking take credit for it while I can, you know. What I mean? How'd they even find out about it? Oh, because you know they do, man. That's, a cousin you go to school with yeah, or something brings it up and tells people, do, like, yeah, that's that's you know that's. That's kids for you, you know. Sweet. So, um, with your upbringing and stuff like that, bro, you got many siblings and things like that. Oh yeah, I got a, a stepbrother, stepsister. Um, I got a, a stepdad. Um, I got a real dad. I got a fucking crazy mum. Yeah, so that's about it. So you got a whole bunch of things going yeah, on. Yeah, oh, mate. So you know, it's a, it's a fucking uh, mixed bag of fruit, mate. You know? Yeah, yeah. So you said like your, um, I think the way you said it before is that you you want to be an example of your teachings. Obviously. Well, I am. I'm, I'm a living example of my teachings, yeah. So what are some of the, I guess, the big lessons that life's taught you so far? Because as I said, oh, it sounds like many. you've been through heaps there's of many, shit, mate. Right? Yeah, but um, I guess the biggest one for me um, is that, um, you know, that I had to sort of tattoo my entire body uh, to actually be comfortable in it. Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, that's not everyone's journey, mm -hmm. uh, but it was mine. And um, it's just... Uh, quite ironic that um yeah that i had to sort of um you know feel like i was changing myself in some way externally which which would sort of in some way help help me internally um but but um you know you always i'd always end up sort of like um realizing oh well you know i'm still the same person i'm still me you know i can't that can't change you know what i mean so i still wake up with myself you know what i mean and I still look at myself in the mirror. So, um, yeah, so, uh, you know, if anything, I kind of, I already knew what I what I found out after I'd finished, you know, getting tattooed. Yeah. I, 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 I realized that I already knew, you know, what it is that I, that I found out, which was that 
that it does. It's not a. It's not a. It's an inside job. It's not an. It's not an outside job. You know. Um, so nowadays, what I do is I, um, I, I, I sort of try and tattoo like my insides. You know, like uh, metaphorically. You know what I mean? Like I, I sort of. Um, I have a daily program that I practice, and um, there's, you know, Buddhism's in that, um, you know, prayer, um, meditation. Um, I also do Bikram yoga. Um, I saw that. I saw you went and checked that out here while you were here yeah, and had I, a go. I, yeah, I love Bikram yoga. You know, it's it's like meditation of the body. You know, mm. so um, yeah, man. I just you know, like I make it up as I go along, really. Um, but it's sort of, as long as I sort of like look after myself on a daily basis maintain a kind of uh, a commitment to to you know spiritual and emotional and physical health uh, and I kind of you know don't let anything kind of get too sort of uh, sidetracked um, and keep a balance and then, then you know it, it's going to be a good day you know how did the journey begin for you like was there like one incident that made you go all right I need to well, work mean, on myself or? well I mean the thing is I grew up I, I grew up in a dysfunctional family background mm-hmm. so so you know um, my mum uh, her family were dysfunction dysfunctional uh, addicts alcoholics gamblers you know um, and then my um, my dad's side of the family, you know, same thing, you know. Um, and you know, if you were sort of gonna like breed a purebred addict, you know, you would have put my mum and dad together. You know what I mean? So that's pretty much that was the the, the writing was on the wall for me, you know, um, from the beginning. You know, I kind of grew up in a really like dysfunctional family environment, and um, and I guess for me, you know. Uh, you know, when the trauma becomes normal, you know, that's um, mm. that's kind of uh, quite a sort of a, you know, uh, it's a sad thing, but it's also, for me, you know, my darkest hours in my life and, um, you know, have become my greatest assets, you know? Mm. Um, so... Can you give me, like, an example of... Because I, mean, I totally know what you mean, bro, because I'm, yeah. I'm very similar. Right. Um, yeah, and and I, there's are. definitely things that... I know that have knocked me back and at the time it was the worst thing in the world that could have happened to me and I felt so sorry for myself and I was angry at the world but then yeah. now looking back on it mm. it actually yeah. so like for example I was moved around to a few different houses when I was younger sure. um, at the time it was shit why is this happening to me all those sort of things you go through yeah. as a kid but then I now know that it's one thing that's definitely given me is that I'm a bit of a master networker like I can walk sure. up to anyone and talk to them I've got no qualms with it because I'm used to going to so many different households yeah being respectful of so many different cultures you know one house they want you to take your shoes off at the door yeah. the other house they don't give a shit about that so That's it's just right. being able to adapt yourself so what about yourself like what yeah. were some of the you've talked about some of your traumas now being yeah. your assets as a person yeah, well, can you give us some well, examples the, well the of, thing is is that um, yeah I mean it's the same sort of thing you know like you know moving from school to school house commission flat to house commission flat and you know um, you know I mean like I was made for for what I do now. I was kind of made for it because, like, it's funny how like the universe kind of works out a way to sort of somehow um, balance. I guess is that well, the word just or get you to fit in? Yeah. You know, with with your defects and your assets and however way you want to look at it. You know, so so you know, like I mean, I travel heaps. You know, but but like I was doing that when I was a kid before. I, like you know, I, I've always travelled. So. Um, so there's always sorry we're doing an interview bro sorry, sorry mate sorry. Yeah, sorry good. about that yeah thanks man what do you need bro 
Oh, you, you can get one quickly if you want to. It's all good. I can edit it out. It's yeah, fine. can you wait, man? Are you going to be around? Or I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll find I'll you. Yeah, and I'll, yeah. I'll I won't leave so, without it, man, all right? All right, brother. Thanks, man. Sweet. Um, I'm um, trying to remember what we were talking about. Yeah, no, it's just it, like all the things that um, that I uh, uh, sort of, you know... Um, went through. and Yeah, went through. They kind of like, they, they sort of have made up my, um, you know, like... Like I'm an artist, you know. Like I like living in. Like sorry, bro. I'm doing an interview, mate. Oh, okay. um, yeah. Sorry about oh, that. Yeah. Right. Thanks, man. Carry on. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, man. Um, yeah, and um, I sort of uh, fucking, um, you know, realised that you know, like the performing, the travelling, and and sort of like, um, you know, the, the the weird thing is, is that I basically. Um, before in my performing career from when I from when I was say eight till I was say in my you know late 30s or something like that um, I'd always put other people first I'd always put my audience first I always put the performing first the art always put that first and I forgot about me mm. and the problem is is that if I don't put me first I'm no good to nobody yeah know? And um, my so, brother and I call it filling from an empty cup. So you're trying to yeah. fill up everyone else's cup, but yours is empty. Absolutely. So you've got nothing to give. Yeah, yeah spiritual yeah. emptiness. Yeah. So, and um, and the thing is, is um, uh, like you know, I had to go through uh, a certain amount of treatments through drug addiction and alcohol, and um, you know, because I was medicating myself and I was sort of trying to like deal with my like demons and whatever, and um, you know, through that. You know, I got all these blessings, man, because I actually learned how to live. I learned how to live properly, you know. I learned how to make my bed, wake up, uh, learned routine. I learned all these things that really were sort of quite lacking in my life. And and obviously now they don't, you know. So, so um, you know, I mean, I went there to get off drugs and alcohol, but I came out with like, like you know, pretty much a roadmap on how to live, you know. When, where, sorry? Uh, this is in Sydney. I went to... Uh, a rehab called um, a long-term drug and alcohol rehabilitation centre for men mm-hmm. called Who's. We okay. help ourselves. Nice. Yeah. And uh, and yeah. how long did you spend there? Uh, I six months. Yeah. And is that um, so? Obviously, we were talking. If you want to say it off air, but before no, you're we right. said There's te- nothing, nothing. we we teed this off um, about your. Your treatment yeah. is, that, is that where you were? Is that what you yeah. meant by that? Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah and the thing is, um, you know, like it doesn't matter whether you're the most tattooed man in the world, or you, you know, fucking travel the world 25 times, or you know, you know this person, that person, or or you're a celebrity, or whatever. It, like when you when you're on the bones of your ass, and you've like like you know like you're nearly killing yourself through drugs, and you're at the uh, you know at the pit. And you're at a junction where you're like, you know, you're either going to die or you're going to get fucking help, right? Well, you know, like, I, I asked for help and I got it, you know. And when you walk through that door and you put your foot through that door and you sit down and put your ass on that seat in front of, like, you know, like 40 other men uh, who are in the same position, man, it don't matter. It doesn't matter who the fuck you are, mate. Um, so, so I needed that, man. I needed, I, I needed to break i needed to be broken to fix myself again Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so so and i mean broken spiritually broken you know as a as a person you know i needed i needed to break in order to mend um it's the only way that i 
it's the only way that I know how, man. And it seems to be the only way that 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 has, you know, that that's how it's happened for me. You know, that that I always sort of like have to learn the hard way in order to. To, I think to it's almost a creative sort of thing. I mean, I don't know if I'm attracted to the hard way or, or it's just my dance in life. I don't know, whatever it is. But, um, but yeah, I, I just sort of, um, yeah, I was really grateful for that because, um, yeah, like when I, you know, six months, I made some strong connections with some, with some solid men in there. And um, we went through a journey together. And to me, that was intimacy, you know, that was all about like, like letting people in, being vulnerable, opening up, learning, you know, what my defects are and, and you know, being, you know, exposing them to, to other men and being okay with that and knowing that I've still got the support and the love and the care and, the, you know, all that stuff. That's amazing, man. I never had that in my life. That's kind of what I wanted from my mum and dad that I never got, you know. So, so in a way, I can't, you know, like I said before, the... The you know universe works out these ways of like putting things into your life that might not necessarily come in the package you thought they were. Yeah, but yeah. They, they, they come to you, you know, regardless if you're open to it, you know. Mm. And um and I and I'm, I'm open to it, you know. So the lesson's kind of always there, but maybe you need to get to a certain stage before you understand the lesson, sort of thing, eh? Absolutely, mate. Yeah, absolutely. So mate. you mentioned you started performing at eight. So what sort of things were you? Was it circus, community circus? Yeah, I was in the youth circus, and then I was in contemporary circus, and I was in traditional circus. How did that start? Did you How just did it start? Did, oh. did you just rock up to a nah, rehearsal, commu- or nah, commu- someone come and got you? Yeah, no, nah, community theatre group, circus group came to my school, and they did a big like community arts festival, and they went to a bunch of schools and said, look, we'll teach you circus skills and put a show together. We'll put it all together and. Each school will do a little show for this multicultural arts festival, and and like I was from one of the rough schools, and I was the star of that school, and I killed it, man. I was like, like within a week, I was doing, I was like riding a unicycle and juggling better than the guys that were teaching, you know. What do you think got you excited about it? Because obviously that's the key to getting know. kids to learn things is kind of making them excited about I don't it. Know. Maybe, it just maybe naturally clicked. Escape, maybe it was the escape, you know. Maybe it was the. You know, um, maybe your chance, your chance to be a kid, because all the well, shit you had going on. At yeah, home. maybe that, but also, yeah, I never really thought of it that way. But, but it was sort of like more, it was more just like the occupying my mind, really, because you know, obviously, I, I don't know, I must have been ADHD, or I, you know, I don't know the technical terms for it all, but, but you know, I mean, I, I was obsessive compulsive, and you know, like, I was the class clown. I just didn't give a fuck about class, you know. I, I was getting A-pluses in speech and drama and art, and I was failing in everything else. And it's crazy, man. Everything you're saying just sounds exactly like me when <laughs> yeah, I was well, at school. Well, it doesn't make sense to me, mate, that someone like that's interviewing me, like yourself, has a similar story, mate. Like, spirits attract, man, mm. you know? It's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's wild stuff, mate, you know? Like, we're, you know, we're in this together, man. So. And how did the, I mean, I, I think of it as you speak about it, as being almost tattoo therapy because as you said like you started it to kind of find an answer or discover something even though you got to the end and kind of realized you, already knew the you had the answer the whole time yeah. so how did that begin there was there was how did the tattooing kind of oh, start? oh look it started because you know like i was performing and i i get rewarded you know like for my performing and you know i always felt like karmically you know i needed to keep investing in my show so that like they the audience kept getting you know, into it yeah well getting more getting what they contributed you know mm-hmm. so so you know I'd make money and I'd travel like all over the world and I'd collect tattoos and I'd be like little postcard pictures of like 
you know, like um, mementos, you know, and, and um, talismans, you know, like I started getting into sort of like the, the sort of sim- symbology and, you know, like me- things with meaning and stuff like that, carrying it on my body and just sort of like, you know, like representing that and, and um, yeah, and, uh, and then it just sort of evolved, man. I, I, like by the time I was 27, I had my full, I was completely covered from head to toe and then and then I started blacking over some stuff and then a couple of mates of mine um, and myself started experimenting with white over black, tattooing white over black and Yeah, I noticed and, across your, your yeah, neck there and you then, had a bit then, of writing. Yeah, and a bit of red over white and then over black and I was like, wow this shit's working so so then all of a sudden, you know, like like an obsessive compulsive addict <laughs> that I am, all of a sudden I just went, Whoa and I saw this like picture of this Buddhist monk who had basically his whole body blacked in except for his face and his palms of his hands and the soles of his feet in this like robe and this like full Buddhist monk dude. And I'm like, whoa, that's like, that's, that's, that's it, man. Yeah, what if I just like black my entire body in? And then, then the world record holder was 99.9%. And I was like, well, when you go 100%, I don't get it. Like, you know. And then... Uh, How do they measure that? Like, is that, like, surface area of the skin? Yeah. Or, oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, so what did he... He didn't have... Um, in between his ass cracks... Uh, the little between, gooch area. Yeah, well, his fucking bum hole and his ass crack, yeah. But, um, and then, um, what was it? His, uh, in between his toes, palms of his hands, soles of his feet, um, and insides of his ears. So that's yeah, that's all you had to do to clock the game. Yeah, so to and speak. then and then I realised then I realised after I got that done, I went, oh, now I know why he didn't get it done. Because it was fucking <laughs> painful. <laughs> well, what was the most painful one? The the tattoo I was getting at the time. No, oh, yeah, I say all of them. Quite <laughs> <laughs> classic, man. I mean, yeah, it's been pretty crazy, like talking to you about your journey and stuff like that. I mean, you've got a a few belief systems. So, how did you stumble across? Buddhism, how did that come into your life? Oh, I just sort of dabbled, man. Dabbled in it most of my life, you know, mm. without realising it was Buddhism, just sort of, you know. Ah. Yeah, just sort of like latch on to certain things, like, oh, yeah, you know, treat people the way you want to be treated, all that sort of stuff. Yep. You know, do good things, good things happen. You know, you know, it's all, it's all, it's all whether it's religion, Buddhism, whatever, it's, 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 all, it's all related, man. It's all the same stuff, you know. Yep. Just, people just have different names just for it. It's worded differently and mm. whatever, you know, so... Yeah, sweet. So, one thing, obviously, because we talk a lot about facing challenges and overcoming challenges, um, part of the podcast. Mm. What sort of things have you dealt with much discrimination because of the way you look? Sure. Yeah. What can you kind of tell us about some oh, examples? Oh, what I can tell, what I can tell you is what other people think of me is none of my business. Yeah. Uh, and it hasn't always been like that. And it was a journey to get to that stage. And and I'm free. In terms of like the the, 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 the ego, perception. the ego yeah. involved with that, yeah. like it's it's their problem, not yours, sort of thing. Well, it's not even their problem. It's 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 what it's not nothing to do with me. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah. And 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 um, you know, I don't think I would have got to that place unless I'd cornered myself with the tattoos. You know, like I honestly don't think I would have kind of developed such a strong sense of self, sort of. Yeah, of that, if I hadn't cornered myself. And I mean, I, I'm the sort of person like, like I'm always the last person to know. You know what I mean? Like, like, dude, I, honestly, I don't. I know how you feel. I don't. I, you know, I'm not in charge of what's going on here, man. Like, honestly, like if I, if I could say to you, oh yeah, man, fucking, you know, I, 
I did that because of this. It's not like that. I I, I would do something and then I go, oh shit, now I have to, you know. <laughs> so you know, so it's it, yeah. Um, so I can't really take any credit for any of it because, you know, I just I've always just thrown myself in the deep end with stuff and not really thought about the consequences or, you know. So anyway, here I am. Now. <laughs> cool man so the, the one question that I do ask everyone who comes uh, on the podcast is right. there's someone out there listening right now who's yep. um, in a really dark hole right. uh, perhaps on the edge of giving up even. Uh, yeah. um, what would your advice be to them at this time um, my advice would be to um, close your eyes um, and um, have a conversation with uh with your higher power, your God, or whatever you believe in, and um, and wait for the answer, because um, if you're receptive enough to it, um, and you ask for help and you're open to that, uh, when you honestly think that your chips are down and there is no help and there is no hope and there is no faith, um, you'll be surprised. And um, you know, uh, if that's not your journey and if that's not where you're meant to go um, and you're, you're not, not meant to stay on the planet, um, then enjoy the journey wherever you end up, I guess, you know. And, um, you know, I constantly pray and, and meditate for, for people that, you know, that have, like, gone into the next stage of their, you know, afterlife, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because I have people pass away all the time and in recovery and people that suffer from mental health and people that just die because that's just what happens, you know. Um, uh, so, you know, it's, um, you know, yeah, it's, it's just one of those things, you know. If, um, I've been in that place myself and, um, you know, uh, fortunately I was receptive enough to, to, um, to just, yeah, basically say I need help and and it came in bucket loads it was almost like it was waiting for me you know so yeah we live in a pretty amazing country you know like New Zealand Australia we're very blessed you know like um, there's a lot of um, uh, stuff that we can access um, for for any kind of stage of of wherever you're at with um, whatever's going on for you you know sweet um, yeah, you don't need to carry the burden, man. Share it, you know. Um, it's not um, it's not for yours to carry anyway, you know. It's uh, it's just sometimes your mind kind of tricks you into believing, you know, um, that um, that it's yours to carry, you know. When it's not, it's like there's people out there that will share that burden for you and help you along, you know. And um, uh, I'm, I've been blessed that I, I've had those people in my life and I'll never forget that, so... Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be where I am today, still alive to tell the tale, you know, if uh, if it wasn't for those people and, you know, even the people that didn't help me, you know, they played a part in it as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's all cool, man, you know. All pebbles in the creek guiding the current, so to speak. Yeah, Yeah. exactly, mate, Is there any final word or final thought you'd like to leave everyone out there with before I let you rock and roll? Yeah, that, um, you know, that I'm just going to keep putting it out there, that uh, I'd like to, you know, at some stage, you know, use this certificate for and community services that I got four years ago, that I'd like to be able to sort of, um, you know, be a mentor or... um, or you know, help sort of like uh, troubled troubled youths, you know, or or you know, uh, you know, youth that are like struggling with drug addiction or stuff like that. Um, I'd like to be able to do that at, um, 
uh, as a job, to be honest. You know, I, I'd, I'd give up everything uh, for that opportunity because um, for me, you know, this whole gig that I'm in right now, it's, um, you know, it's all about me. And to be honest, I'm over me. You know, I, <laughs> I, I uh, you know, some of the best feelings I've ever had um, is, um, is when I, I've been able to, you know, like um, uh, help somebody you know and uh and be that like like that that sort of like helping energy force in someone's life like like people were for me when i was eight years old kind of guiding me you know like um i'd like to be that person you know so because um yeah uh world world fame and uh world notoriety and being like you know one of the biggest like tattoo celebrities in the world you know what i mean like it's not all it's cut out to be, mate, you know? It's, uh, you know, be careful of the shiny shit, man. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's, not, it's not all it's cut out to be. I'm writing mate. that down. Yeah. Be careful of the shiny <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it loses its shine pretty fucking quick, mate. <laughs> I'm telling you, mate. And lastly, man, what I always do as well with my with my guests that join me, um, I let them ask a question for the next guest oh, that's okay. going to be appearing on the show. So I honestly don't have a clue who is going to be that's appearing right. next, but I kind of, well, I'm not going to say I know you. We've been speaking for five seconds, that's but right. I gather from what we've shared so far yeah. that your question's not going to be person-specific anyway. It's that's just right. going to be a general question. Yeah. So go for it, man. Um, okay, I guess uh, the, my question to the... Uh, podcaster to be would be um, if if you had a choice um, to uh, live your life all over again would you? Very cool bro thank you very much for joining me look I'm not going to lie when I was looking through all the people to speak to it was so hard because all these creatives have got so many crazy stories. And so I kind of just went, well, this guy's the most tattooed in the world, so let's have a chat with him. But I'm so glad that I did. And to be honest, I felt like a shallow prick for doing it because I was Why just like, that? well, I'm just talking to him because he's the most tattooed dude. Like, you know, oh, yeah, and, right. uh, and, but for me, it just helped me kind of have a point of focus to just do sure. But now that I've chatted with you, I fully understand why it's happened because yeah. our stories are pretty similar. It's That's pretty right, nuts. Bro. And it's yeah, like you said before, you, your vibe attracts your tribe, so to speak. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Wear my heart on my sleeve, mate. You know, it's like, you know, no point. Yeah, it's like, I, I'm not I'm not the sort of like the little sort of sign on the side of the road, man. I'm, I'm the fucking Hollywood billboard. Yeah, mate, yeah you know for sure, I mean? for sure. And like when I was cruising around today, because <laughs> people saw me walking around with the yeah. microphone and stuff, they're like, what are you up to? I was like, oh, I'm just waiting for the bro to finish his day and stuff yeah. like that. I'm just going to catch up with him yeah. briefly. And everyone, and I shit you not, I'm not just saying this to kiss us. Everyone yeah. was saying that you're the nicest dude in the world. Oh, so thanks, yeah. catching up with you and actually yeah, seeing well, that that's true is fucking Yeah, wicked. I've got a lot of love in my heart at the moment, man. So, you know, and... Uh, the passage is clear, you know what I mean. So, yeah, it's been a, it's been a long journey to kind of get all that shit off the out of the way that was put in in place to protect myself as a kid, as a child. But you know, it's sort of like I'm really glad that 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 passageway has been cleared, and it's getting cleared day by day. You know, it's like a, it's like a life journey, but but the, you know, the passage is clear. You know, like with my heart. You know, so. I, I really um, got nothing to fear anymore, man, you know, because uh, where I went, you know, it's like it's like one of the scariest places anyone could ever be, like losing your mind, losing your, 
your spirit, losing, like, just losing everything, you know, and being lost, completely trapped, and uh, not knowing what to do. Um, unfortunately, uh, uh, sorry, fortunately, that was the best thing that ever happened to me, you know, because um, I wouldn't have the life I have today, and I wouldn't um, be jumping into uh, everything that I'm jumping into 100%, you know, whereas before it was always like, oh, 80, 20, you know, 70, 30, you know what I mean? So, but that was just a byproduct of my like childhood, you know, because you know, like, I, you know, relationships I had with my my caretakers were like were like that. They were like 70, 30, you know, it was you know on and off, you know. So it was like love hate, you know. So you know, I get it, I get it, you know. Yeah. But as an adult, I've got a choice now to kind of just go. You know what? I'm an adult. I, I, you know, I'm in charge of my own destiny here. I can't carry that shit for the rest of my life, and I've got to let it go. So, you know, I've done that, man. You know, and it's been it's been a fucking bit, bit of a wild trip, you know. And it's worth it, man. And, and you know, my, you know, the more I do it, the better my shows get, the better my co- contacts get, the better my life gets. And why wouldn't you, mate? You know, it's like, it's like, it's like welcome, lucky. You know, yeah. well, the real lucky rich. Please stand up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. That's what it feels like, bro. You're yeah. coming into your own. Yeah, it feels like being the true you. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah. But I don't know what I was afraid of, man. You know, it was fear, fear itself. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's pretty much what stopped me. You know, so. All right, there he was, the bro Lucky Diamond Rich. Make sure you go and check him out. Uh, I think he's coming along again. He is coming along again. Confirmed uh, to the New Zealand Tattoo and Arts Festival for 2019. So it'd be pretty massive to catch up with him. The dude's keen on a hug though, so just be aware. A lot of people don't expect that from him. If you want to win tickets to that festival, the New Zealand Tattoo and Arts Festival, all you have to do is simply share this podcast on your social. Use the hashtag bestside. Make sure you spell it with three eyes, but share the podcast episode on your um, social and tell everyone what you got out of it. Just one takeaway or one cool thing that you learned. As soon as you do that, you are in the draw. We're going to be drawing that ticket out on Wednesday, the 20th of November uh, for 2019. So if you're listening to this podcast in the future, obviously you can't do that one. But yeah, just share it on your social. Please leave a review wherever you are. If you're listening through Apple Podcasts, if you're listening through Spotify, if you've heard about us through Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff, wherever you can leave a review, please do. Because we've got a lot of giveaways and stuff to be doing over summer. And I'm excited to tell you guys about some of the guests that I'm getting for next year's episode. So, sorry, next year's season. So, there we go. Episode 10, Down and Dusted, Lucky Diamond Rich. This is Best Side.